Hi everybody, this is Lonnie Main, the founder of Red Shoes Living, and I am incredibly excited to be coming to you today with the first ever inaugural Red Shoes Living podcast. This has been something that we've been talking about and that's been in the works for quite some time, and today is the first one that we're sending out to all of you, so I want to welcome you. You know, it's our goal and objective to give you something of incredible value on a weekly basis as it pertains to how we work and how we live our life and putting Red Shoes Living at the center of all of that. Red Shoes Living is a concept that was really first created some 28 years ago and has evolved and has continuously improved um, because of the changing times as well as the input that other great leaders have had into it. But what this concept really means is standing out for the positive in everything that you do in life, from how you work to how you live your life. And that's where the power of Red Shoes Living really comes together is in those two components. So I wanted to take a minute today and I want to thank all of those who have contributed to the success of the concept. I want to thank all of those who continue to live the concept Uh, especially in the world that we have today. It feels like the world has become somewhat dark and noisy in a very negative way. And it is those red shoes leaders that continue to stand up like beacons and stand out like a pair of red shoes for the positive in everything they do. And that is what is making the world a much better place. So today, just to kick some things off, I thought I would share a couple of thoughts for you. As we've been interviewing people, and I'm talking about executives and sales leaders, and I'm talking about leaders that stand out you know, for the positive in their communities, and, and not just in the United States, but all over the world. And these are some of the common things that continue to come up. And so I thought I would share these with you. And there's really five secrets, I call them, five secrets to success um, that seem to be the same with most leaders. And here are those five. Love for the game. That's the number one. You know, you really have to love what you do. You have to love the game of it. If you're in sales, you have to love the competition. You have to love the win. You have to understand when you lose what you learn from that loss and how that builds us. So wherever you sit, just having love for the game. Confidence. You know, I've, I've seen a tremendous insecurity in the world today with a lot of people. I think that the world starts to beat insecurity into all of us, and when we're young, we don't have those insecurities as as much. In fact, we think we can fly, and we want to go further in everything that we do, but somehow the world grabs a hold of us, and they beat this insecurity into us, and our confidence levels start to go down. So I think confidence is a big component to the secret of, of success, and I say this uh, and mean it, but it's humble confidence that I'm talking about. The third one is just continuous improvement. As a human being, you know, we want to continuously improve not only ourselves, but we want to improve those around us and really improve our communities and our work environments around us all the time. And then understanding people. You know, in today's world, there seems to be a lot of, you know, hatred and some challenges that are going on like I've never seen before. And you would think we were much more progressed than we used to be, but just understanding people and all of their differences and all their uniqueness, this is becoming a critical component to leadership and really a Red Shoes living way of life. And then finally, uh, what I call the 1%, or just a little bit more, and I'll go into that here in just a minute. So let me just start off with love of the game. What does that mean? When we love the game, love the game of life, love the game of work, what we're really saying is we love to prepare. You know, when you build uh, preparation, you're building your life in a plan, that's also what gives you great confidence. But I believe when you have love for the game that you love to prepare. And some people would argue and say, just throw yourself out into the game and see what happens, which 
which is definitely Red Shoes living in one way or one respect, but I think preparing for life and everything that you put into it also becomes a key component to that. You have to love to compete. Um, you know, competition is healthy. I think there are those types of competitors out there that respect the play. And what I mean by that is I know in my past when a competitor has beat me because I wasn't prepared as much as I should have been, you know, I've learned a lot about that as an individual, but then I've also respected the play of the other one. And that's something that I think, you know, a lot of sports teams, a lot of businesses can really learn something from because I have learned a lot from my competition uh, and the plays that they've made, I've learned a lot about myself and how I maybe didn't prepare as much as I should have, you know, going into a competitive situation. And then finally, just love to win. You have to love to win. And when I say this, I mean not at the expense of somebody else. That's not the Red Shoes living way. But you have to love to win. One of the things I talk a lot about and I hear other people talk about that have been successful is learning how to celebrate your successes. You know, it doesn't always have to be these big successes that we celebrate but sometimes it's just getting a contract signed or sometimes it's just meeting a new friend that's a success and I would tell you take time to acknowledge that and celebrate your successes so we put a lot of pressure on ourselves today as human beings and we don't leave a lot of room for error and so if that's true if we're going to do that then we have to make sure along the way that we're celebrating our successes as well the second one is confidence you know, the world really does beat this insecurity into us as we continue to, you know, go from a, a young child um, all the way through school and then into our professional careers. And we tend to sit more on the back row. We tend to have a little softer voice. And I call it the mainstream. The mainstream kind of settles in. And, you know, when you have confidence, there's reasons why you have confidence. And I'll tell you, one of the things that really stands out for me is preparation. Those that seem to be the most confident um, and authentically confident are the ones that are prepared. They've done their homework. They understand the game plan. They understand the landscape. They understand what it is that they want to achieve in life. They understand who they are as an individual. So preparation becomes really, really important. Just imagine giving a speech on a topic that you have no knowledge of at all and standing in front of thousands of people, that's when your confidence levels tend to go down. But when you prepare for the topic, if you don't understand it, you study it, you know it better than anybody else, when you're standing in front of those thousands of people, you know it's that preparation that gives you the confidence that you know what you're going to be talking about. We live in this incredibly noisy world, and I, you know, I have a belief that uh, our confidence gets rocked as the noise volume starts to turn up. We see bullies in the world today, both in personal life as well as in leadership. They crank the noise up. They try to quiet everybody else down, and that rocks people's confidence. I think when you have that quiet, humble confidence and you've prepared, you learn how to turn the noise down. You, know, you realize when somebody's being a bully or you realize when somebody's just trying to turn the heat up and you stay focused on what it is you're trying to do, that's when you really become successful. And then finally, take risks. You, know, you build your confidence by taking risks. I watch people and hear from people each and every single day that have put themselves on the edge, but they're taking risks. They're learning from them if they fail. They're celebrating the successes and bringing other people into that celebration of success when they succeed, but they're taking risks. 
in a lot of the talks that I do, and I have you know, a number of conversations about this after these talks, you should be giving yourself or taking one risk a day. It doesn't have to be big. It can be meeting a new friend. It can be picking up the phone and calling somebody you haven't talked to in a long time. Or it can be going you know, for the long ball, if you will, and doing something big. But you really should put yourself out there each and every day. So that's confidence. The third thing is continuous improvement. Now, when I say this, I think it's important to recognize we're human. You know, as we continuously improve, that doesn't mean we're perfect. And we should leave room for a little bit of error in there, right? We're not going to get everything right all the time. But when you continuously improve and you get on that journey, you're continuously improving as a human being on your personal uh, side of your life as well as your professional side of your life. Every day we should look at it and say, what did I learn today and how can I become better? Now, as I say all of this, that's not at the expense of other people, but it definitely means that we're looking to improve uh, for the positive in everything we do. And we should lift those that are around us with us when we improve, and hopefully that happens as they improve, they lift us uh, with them as well. So a couple of questions to think about in terms of continuous improvement. You have to ask yourself, what do I know? What do I know today? What do I know to be true? What do I need to know? And you can apply this to almost any situation in your life. So what do I need to know? What do I want to know? You know, there is a difference between what do I need to know and what do I want to know. And then the fourth thing in this is baseline and build. Let me just talk about this concept of baseline and build. This is critically important as a human being to really know where you're at. If you use health as an example, the baseline would be jumping on a scale, checking where your weight is, you know, checking what your body fat is. That's called baseline, and it's one of the hardest things for people to do is because it gives them a reality. It gives them a reality check, and sometimes people don't want that reality check, and so they never baseline. What I would tell you is best in class, the leaders that I talk to are constantly baselining. Where am I at? Where am I at? Once you know where you're at, you know exactly where you need to go. And that's the key to this. If you apply it to business, if you look at you know, your profitability or you look at sales, when you baseline, you know exactly where you are and where you, you, know, you need to go to either achieve the sales numbers or to become more profitable, et cetera, et cetera. So getting more comfortable with the concept of baseline and build on a daily basis is what top leaders that I work with uh, do each and every day. So Simon you know, Sinek uh, said, I don't care how good your product is. I don't care how good your marketing is. I don't care how good your design is. If you don't understand people, you don't understand business. Understanding people, especially in today's world with all the diversity and the challenges that are going on, as well as all the positive things, is critically important. You know, I've got four children, and if I communicate with them one message, all four children receive that message in a different way. And it's a beautiful thing because they have, you know, different minds and they have different passions and they have different goals and objectives. So that message when you're communicating to somebody is received in so many different ways, and you really have to understand that as a leader. So here's three things that I would tell you to do. You know, constantly listen, really pay attention to the music that somebody is playing or to the story that they are telling you. Listening is a key component in today's world. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, I just have a little bit more experience, but I find myself listening a lot more than I do talking now. In fact, that's most of the engagements that I have with executives and executive teams is really paying attention to what they're telling me. Create value. When you understand people, you're creating value for them each and every day. I have a friend that's a CEO of a large organization that told me one time, Lonnie, 
Every single person I come in contact with, I set a goal, regardless if I know them or not. How can I create value for them today? I think that's a beautiful way to live. It's truly red shoes living and standing out for the positive, and I love that. I've tried to adopt that very thing myself. I'm not perfect at it, but rather it's you know somebody, a waiter or a waitress at a restaurant or somebody, a business associate I'm talking to on the phone or wherever I may be, I'm thinking in my mind as I'm paying attention and listening to them, what value can I create for them? And then finally, inspire people. You know, uh, when you understand people, you understand they want to be inspired. I don't care who you are, how tough you are, how much you say you don't need the warm and fuzzy, if, we, if you want to call it that, but everybody wants to be inspired. Everybody wants to know that there's a little bit of hope in this world and that tomorrow's a new day and that things will be better. So, you know, it's a goal and it's not perfect. You can't be inspired yourself each and every day and feel perfect. Life just doesn't work that way, but we should set a goal to inspire others, inspire ourselves, however that shows up for you in your unique ways. So that's understanding people. So the last one I want to talk about just takes us right back into red shoes, and that's that 1%. What's that 1% thing that I can do each and every day to stand out for the positive? The thing is, in today's world, because of some of the negativity that's going on and because the noise of the world has is, is become very loud, um, you don't have to do much to stand out anymore. So when you stand out, that becomes the difference in all things. And that's at the core of what we call red shoes living. So as you think about this and as we move forward together on this podcast, I want you to think about some ways where you can stand out for the positive in how you work and how you live and how you show up in the world. I think we're going to have a great time. I appreciate those that have already written in with topics and concepts that you want to talk about with Red Shoes Living. But like I will always say to you at the end of these podcasts, keep wearing those shoes and standing out for the positive in all that you do. Thank you, and I really, really look forward to spending time with all of you.